You're listening to Ice Town Clowns, a podcast reviewing every episode of NBC's Parks and Recreation. I'm Katie. And I'm Kirk, and I'm recording from my bedroom this week because my house is full of two people's worth of stuff. (laughs) That's right. We all owe Kirk a congratulations if you haven't already reached out to him because Kirk is getting married. Kirk is getting married. I know. I can't wait to see Jacob at the wedding. (laughs) If he ever returns from Europe, which I think is (laughs) questionable. So I understand he went to Europe and until... Like, the day before yesterday, I didn't understand why he took that yellow vest with him. But now, he's in Paris, and I get it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. You know what I don't like about this? I don't like that Jacob makes it seem like he's so much cooler than us, because he's consistently unavailable to record, when the opposite is true. He just has a more ridiculous, like, schedule that to plan around but we're cooler than he is well obviously we're cooler than he is we also own homes and have worked in the same job for multiple years and have you know established lives and he has an established life that's you know he's a great guy and uh he's just very transient yes yes that's what it is it's not coolness it's transience yep um and he has yeah he doesn't have stick to itness or whatever it's called. Stick or stick or settle for itness. <laughs> Let's just say if he felt like it he could make a claymation video set to stand if he wanted with his life. Hopefully it would be longer than the one that Ben made. <laughs> Uh, maybe that's like that's what this episode is to me it's the claymation video episode like other stuff happens but that's really unlike community though Parks and Rec never actually made a claymation episode what did community man I, I need to rewatch community I blocked out a lot you do of it it's, it's, it's a brilliant brilliant show no I, I mean I loved it but it's been a long time since I've seen it, and I don't remember. But we are not here so, to talk about community. We are here to talk about season four, episode 11, The Comeback Kid. This episode originally aired January 12th, 2012. It was written by Tucker Gale and directed by Mike Scully. And the summary is, Leslie enlists everyone's help in staging an attention-getting event. Ben explores a new hobby while April and Andy get a pet. So this episode, called The Comeback Kid, aired basically 20 years, give or take a month, after the New Hampshire primary made Bill Clinton The Comeback Kid. Oh, that is interesting. So I'm I'm probably going to bring it up a lot, but did you listen to the West Wing Weekly Parks and Rec episode? No, I don't listen to any podcasts other than ours, because I have standard and tastes, just like our fine listeners, who certainly have nothing else in their podcast. Sure. And and I think that's typically true. However, everyone could make one very tiny exception and go and listen to two weeks ago, the West Wing Weekly 
which is another podcast talking about the West Wing that you definitely don't need to spend any time listening to, but you could listen to this one episode where they have Adam Scott, Michael Shore, and Rob Lowe on to talk about Parks and Rec, and I learned a lot. Jeez, um, they... They didn't even get Leslie Nope herself to be I on know, the show. I know. I mean, it's like, like who do they like think that, they are? The episode that you and Jacob and I did, where we had the whole cast on, right? And we recorded that, but then we weren't happy with like the clicking in the back, so we decided not to release it. Exactly. Like, that was a good episode. Like I yeah. think we can agree. I just think they don't have our connections. I mean, Josh I Molina. What kind of pull does he have, really? I mean, very little, given that every show he's in either ends or is canceled shortly after. He, he starts working on it. Every show he's in ends. <laughs> that's, that's our criticism. Not every show ends, Katie. There's this thing called Doctor Who you may have heard of. Uh, Days of Our Lives is still on. It's true. Chicago Hope, I think, is in season 47 or whatever the hell it is. No, not wow. Chicago Hope. Which, which one is it? Is that it's, it? It's probably Days of Our Lives. That's got to be the one that's been going on the longest, right? Oh, yeah. General Hospital, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Days of Our Lives is definitely um, the longest-running show on television right now. Yeah. Well, except for, like, 60 Minutes and, like, the ABC Nightly News and stuff like that. Right. Anyway, it wasn't Chicago Hope. It was Grey's Anatomy. I can't tell all those stupid doctors. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, here we are five minutes into the recording, and we have done nothing to talk about in this episode. So, I feel like Leslie would fit in really well in 2018. Because she walks into her government office, says she shouldn't talk about it legally, you know, her campaign in the office, right. and then proceeds to. Right. To talk about it and acknowledge that everything that we've watched for the past, like, half a season has, in fact, been illegal. So, good times. Good times. Maybe yep. she could submit some written answers to uh, <laughs> whether or not... Any of that behavior was illegal. Uh, she also makes Anne her campaign manager. And I can't remember, it's a really good idea to make your best friends your campaign managers, right? Yeah, look, running a campaign requires no specific skills. Jacob and I can do it. So <laughs> Right. So just you just pick your favorite person and they do it, as I understand it. Normally, what happens is... You have your ne'er-do-well, no skills, but good skin son-in-law be put in charge mm, of your campaign. Mm. But then an old man with ties to Russia will show up at your office and just volunteer to run your campaign for free, which is weird. Wait. But you're going to go for it, and it's not going to play out the way you think or the way any of us would have hoped. So... Skipping ahead just a tiny bit, after the cold open, she runs into, Leslie runs into the people that recruited her to run, and they are very shady, like, meeting with other candidates, and I had all these notes about, like, who the fuck do these people work for, what is happening, but I think you just answered my question. <laughs> Clearly, they work for Chavez. <laughs> Like, this all makes so much sense in the light of 2018. Yeah. Hugo Chavez's people came to Pawnee, saw how weak the city government was, and decided to launch this subtle coup plan of theirs. It's you brilliant. Know, yeah. Had Leslie not had an affair with Ben that destroyed his career and train wrecked her campaign for reasons that are unclear, like, she would have ended up being part of the communist plot right. to take over right. the United States. So it, I, I feel like it all worked out pretty well here. 
Oh, man. Um, I also really like her line about, are most murders committed by trained assassins? No. They're committed by friends and coworkers. Uh, I, I am sad that I stumble across in this episode a line that could have been used a couple of weeks ago, but now hopefully I'll never have context to use it in again. Don't listen to your head or your heart. Just look in my eyes and say yes. <laughs> that I would have requested that the proposal be filmed if uh, you were going to use that line. So. Well, I didn't know the proposal was going to happen. So, <laughs> Cool. Cool. Yeah. All right. But then um, we get the second most important character in the history of Parks and Rec after Ben Wyatt. Uh, champion. champion. The best dog of all time. No. I'm, okay, the best dog that I have not met in real life of all time. Still not a beagle, but I'll allow it. Okay. Um, yeah, I love Champion. Champion is, like, I've brought this up before, but Champion is in The Office. Really? Which, whatever corresponding Office season was close in time, there's some episode of The Office, which I probably could have done my homework and looked up ahead of time, but there are, there's like a whole bunch of dogs. There's like, maybe Michael adopts a bunch of dogs. I don't know. But it, there's like several scenes where you see a bunch of dogs and one of them is Champion. And the last Office rewatch Carter and I did, we both like jumped up and started pointing at the TV and we're like, it's Champion! And paused it and did an image check. And it is. It's definitely Champion. So he belongs to someone that was in both of those worlds. Okay. Sure. Anyway, uh, whichever um, whichever episode of The Office it is, based on two seconds of googling, uh, it aired in late April of 2012. <laughs> so this dog had a brief but auspicious television career. Um. Well, good for him. Oh, yes. Champion is in Parks and Rec a lot. I think. Yeah, for, I think through the uh, end of the show. Right. Um. No, I I hope that like. Champion being so adorable and loving in this episode in some way increased the adoption rate right. for for dogs that, that may not fit the, the standard mold. Yes. I mean, three-legged Pitbull is probably my ideal dog. <laughs> just... We know he's not going to dig. Right. They have all the amazing qualities that I love in a pit or a pit mix, but, like, can't destroy everything the way that i don't know previous pits that i've owned might have well i suppose you could say that it would be ideal to have a pit that can have all the affection and loving capacity of a pit bull but just in case can't catch you (laughs) well it's not even that it's just the jumping just the the having to remain somewhat i know i i remember the jumping yeah oh i'm sure you do (laughs) Uh, yeah, we're both very short, so we both right. remember the jump. Yes, it's quite well. Anyway, so Leslie decides that she's going to have a rally with her new campaign team that doesn't include her boyfriend, who's the only person with political experience around, basically. Right. Um, and so they want this theme to be the comeback kid, because as Anne says, everyone loves a good comeback story. And then she cites Rocky. Rocky loses. <laughs> I have to assume 
<laughs> that reference is put in there on purpose. I like unless unless you were combining Rocky one and Rocky two into some sort of super single Rocky movie. There's really no comeback story in Rocky. Maybe she means like the overarching yeah story of Rocky. Okay. Perhaps. Well, the time this came out, Rocky. No, no. I guess Rocky Balboa would have come out. So I guess. All right. I'll accept it. <laughs> Um, why are they building a stage? I don't I don't know. I, like, why why I, can't you just stand there? Yeah, or get a box if you have to have a box, like or just put a podium in the middle of the arena. Like that yeah. doesn't make any sense. I've never purchased or or had built a stage for a stage event before. Um yeah, I don't know. Nothing about this rally makes a lot of sense. No, Jerry goes out and finds a hundred random people, right. and you know that, and and a hundred people in that arena is terrible, right? Like you don't want, like, does she not have another city park she could illegally launch her campaign in? She she'd be better off just sending out a press release with Pistol Pete, honestly. Yeah, or you know, YouTube existed in twenty twelve. Right, right. Could have done that. Yeah. Um, so, in our alternate plot line, because the champion, I don't really consider that a quote-unquote plot line. That's just no. a thing that happens. But, uh, Chris goes to see Ben, to see how Ben is doing in his sort of self-imposed unemployment. Like, it's it's a little hard to feel that sorry for Ben. It's not like he can't find a job. Right. Like, when he, he turned one down last week. Right. And he decided to take time off. Right. Um, yeah, like, I suppose it's sad that Ben's career isn't going the way he expected it to, but it's not like he's Yoda in Dagobah here, just <laughs> lost for decades and only now being rediscovered. Though yeah. I bet that Yoda could make a pretty awesome Calzone. Yes. Also sounds like something Yoda would like. Yes. With snake in it. Uh, yeah, so he's learning how to make calzones and teaching himself how to do claymation videos. I do think, so even though the circumstances don't make any sense, I do think this is a somewhat accurate portrayal of when people do have sort of these prolonged unemployment. And especially, like, um... 23-year-old white men who are probably going to be fine in the end, but just, you know, don't get the one job that they want and have to wait for the next one to come along. I'm talking about that kind of unemployment, not like a more right. tragic situation. Like right. That's what Jacob, I was like, you're missing the claymation episode. And he was like, let's just say it's incredibly realistic to my post campaign life. Yeah, no, I was thinking this myself, like <laughs> prior to when I got this long-term job and had weekends and the ability to like build up a life, most of the cooking I learned how to do was when I was, in between campaigns and just needed to try things to fill time. Right. Right. Uh, that's how I learned to cook too. Not exactly in the, in between jobs, but in the like moving, living in a new city weekends, not having a lot of stuff to do or friends to occupy my time. That's, that's how I learned to cook. Yep. Um, but yeah, so (laughs) that is clearly massively depressed as Chris 
I'm kind of surprised Chris can figure this out, as Chris doesn't seem like somebody who could regularly recognize depression, but, uh, you know, I don't know. So, I have questions about the timeline of this episode. Because, <laughs> is, is Chris hanging out with Ben for days? Or did they decide to have a rally in the morning at the government office? Oh, and then and, have it in the And afternoon. then have it in the afternoon, and in the meantime... Like, went out and got the endorsement of this Pistol Pete guy and decided to build a stage and build the crowd. I actually, honestly, if they only really had three hours to do this, Jerry did a pretty good job building that crowd. Right. Um, like, I, I, and, and actually, Ron did an amazing job building any sort of stage in three hours. Um, I, I don't think the timeline really lines yeah. up here. Maybe it's one of those things where, like, we're not seeing things in any kind of order. Like, it the- must be. It must be like Ben actually probably opens the door and Chris is there around the time that Leslie shuffles onto the ice. Right. That would be the only way it would make sense because he also says he's been working on the claymation video for three weeks, but yet this sort of comeback rally—they haven't been doing nothing for three weeks i don't know because it seemed that that's what she was doing on her campaign most of the previous episodes of this season (laughs) that's true and i was presuming that she decided to relaunch her campaign after three hard weeks of call time turned up very little money because enthusiasm has sort of run dry as people thought she'd given up the race that could be true i'll give you that that's definitely possible i think if you Uh, read the novel tie-ins to this season Maybe the adapted comic book version, it fills in some of these plots. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Um, so, Leslie and Anne meet at Anne's house. She's wearing dark colored clothing. Yeah, yeah. actually, I, I get the joke they're going for, but if Anne was going to dress more like a campaign manager between the first scene and the second scene, she would have been dressing even more casually right, in the right. second scene. Jeans and a hoodie, Anne. <laughs> yeah, where's your hoodie? Where's your t-shirt for a band that hasn't actually gone on tour in about three decades? Letters to Cleo! Okay. Exactly. Uh, actually, yeah, uh, Ben is actually dressed like a campaign right, manager right. in this episode. He's ready! Um, and they decide to get Pistol Pete, a local celebrity who scored a slam dunk. And I honestly, a lot was happening while I was yeah. watching this episode. But Detlef wasn't available right, this week, right. and they needed another basketball guy. Right. Apparently, so this person was like a high school basketball star, and he's still in his hometown, and everybody still talks about it. I mean, that's believable. Yeah, and they apparently still show the game. Every Friday night on public access. That I'll believe. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I also, there's a little bit of this that does ring true. Like, just this week, Carter went to a political event that had, like, a sports celebrity there who did not really want to be there, did not know, you know, like, was was it was, like, sort of like a zoo animal type situation and he just said like it was <gasps> it just didn't feel he went to great. an event with air bud yes wow <laughs> i know we have a paw print autograph and everything oh <laughs> um but yeah so i do think there is this side of politics that does kind of exist which is the like look at my shiny object give me money for my shiny object <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, 
like Beto O'Rourke touring around Texas with oh, yeah. Willie Nelson. And yeah, yeah, yeah. How how many times did people go to see uh, Katy Perry perform in 2016? But first, you had to sit through a speech by Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, definitely, like, everyone does it. And we just have the cooler people, so that's why. <laughs> yes. And um, we're not run- and, and, and this is these races were not city council campaigns in rural, suburban, urban? It on the day. Indiana? Yeah. yeah. Whatever yeah. you want. Um, okay, also... So they're in this big truck, and it's Ron and April and Andy and uh, Tom and Champion. Champion. <laughs> and they're driving all these materials that they need to the arena, and the truck gets pulled over, and I really, really enjoy this entire interaction between Rob, Ron and the cop. Um, I know they weren't trying to have this be a commentary on anything, but Ron's interactions here with this cop are quite different than Tom's were. In season one. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but <laughs> I just, everything about this, this is like me in traffic court all the time where I'm like, oh yeah, what law is that? And they're like, uh, 63 or 3I. And I'm like, damn it. <laughs> what well, shouldn't a fil- be a law? <laughs> we may have a philosophical difference over what constitutes a law. Uh, yeah. Nice to be white. Um, and then Leslie shows up, actually, on that same vein, Leslie then shows up to sweet talk the cop into just, you know, not giving them a ticket, not doing anything. Um, and, and it seems to work. Right, and it works. Which sounds about white. Yep. This DeRay would say, watch yep. whiteness work. Um, which is definitely not at all what Parks and Rec in 2012 was doing with this. Scene, no, but it just they're so saturated in the culture of this that they don't even realize what they're highlighting here. Right, right. Um, and at the same time, Anne is sweet talking Pistol Pete into doing what they want for Leslie. Do anything? <laughs> do whatever it takes. Anything short of sexual favors. I really enjoy when he says, sometimes life dunks you, and Anne's look at the camera. It's, <laughs> it's really good. Like, I've been there, Anne. I've been there. <laughs> so, Ben trying to figure out why there isn't fast food Italian food. Pizza's old news. Pizza is your grandfather's calzone. <laughs> Yeah, Adam Scott really does a great... I mean, he doesn't get as much to do in this episode as plenty of other ones, but he still really crushes these scenes. Would you go to the low-cal calzone zone? (laughs) No. No? No, I would not. (laughs) I I, I had lunch at Ampersand Pizza a couple of days ago. I wonder if that would be something like this. Maybe. I still wouldn't go. Um... I, so I really enjoy the the gif that's been made of him showing up the doll and being like, "Could a depressed person make this?" Yes, and like <laughs> two, the saddest looking doll in the world. Two weeks ago, people were spreading that everywhere with like Beto and put up some like Instagram thing of them all making pancakes, and people had put it side by side. Which is like, could a depressed person do this? <laughs> <laughs> It's really spot on. <laughs> oh, man. Um, oh, one thing I learned in the um, 
No, I learned this from the internet, not from the other podcast episode. But Letters to Cleo shirt, the music director of Parks and Rec was in Letters to Cleo. Oh, neat. Yeah, so that's why Ben is wearing that shirt. One thing we didn't learn, because they cut in at the end of the anecdote, is what it is like growing up in a strict Roman Catholic household. (laughs) Uh, So... I don't know a lot about stop motion claymation animation, but I'm going to guess that, like, timing the amount of shift in the position of the figures from frame to frame is really difficult and really takes, like, a set of skills and a knack for doing that. Right. So I don't think Ben should be in any way depressed or ashamed that he's created what appear to be two seconds of completely usable claymation video in three weeks. I feel like he's off to a pretty good start here. Yeah, yeah, there's no there's no way that's easy to learn. So not only do you have to make everything, learn how to do it, practice it, film it, like it would take at least three weeks to figure out how to do that. And honestly, the plot was less derivative than Avatar's. <laughs> you know, I've never seen Avatar. Have you seen Dances with Wolves? Actually, no, but I have seen Fern Gully, and I feel like... Then you have seen Avatar. <laughs> yeah, I feel like good enough. Yeah. Um, and Dances with Wolves, for what it's worth. Yeah. You've seen both. I, I wasn't running out to watch either, so. All right. Um, back at the ice skating rink. My notes. Which is, which is a hockey rink now. Right, right. Which, again, something they could have used Ben for. Like, isn't this his expertise? <laughs> Where's their ice clown? Right. Um, my favorite, this is one of my favorite Andy lines, maybe ever, is when Ron says, like, we had to jettison the whatever, and Andy's like, we also had to jetsons most of the poster. And he's just, yeah. like, trying to copy the word. <laughs> oh, man. It could be that my three-year-old is doing a lot of that these days, and so that's why it really, like, hung in there for me, but it was, it was really funny. Uh, and everybody gets mad at Jerry for doing his job. Yeah, he didn't pull a Jerry. Right. And got all the people there. Although you're right. Like, why would you get a hundred people for that space? You need a thousand people for that space. Yes. Um, and then Leslie says something that I think many losing campaigns say at some point in the process. Yes. I've been looking at our utter and complete lack of experience as a positive thing, but now I'm thinking it may be a problem. Uh, I also like when she's like, all right, I'm going to announce this relaunch and muddle through this as best I can. Like Things I have definitely said at work as well. Things I have definitely seen a candidate do and still go on to win the election. It's like, well, this event is going to be a complete cluster. Let's go do yes. it. <laughs> yes. Um, um, and I like that they tried to find a riff, uh, a bit of a song to be sort of her theme to walk out. I'm not sure Get On Your Feet by Gloria Estefan, is that right? Uh, is, is the right choice. But I am positive that just clipping that one little bit <laughs> <laughs> and setting it on repeat was not. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely not. Um, it is, 
I have to imagine that the way they filmed this is that they literally just put out that red carpet and when they got to the end it was just like go for it and rolled the camera yeah. <laughs> the uh, dog is now peeing right uh, one thing I, I did learn this from the um, the interview with Michael Shore is that they the way that they filmed Parks and Rec is they would do each scene with you know the way it was written and there might be a little bit of improv here and there but they were you know the actors were basically like reading the lines and then there would always be a fun run at the end of every scene where they could just do literally whatever they wanted like even if it didn't fit with the plot at all they could just sort of like act out that scene however they wanted to and most of it was garbage but like a lot of the stuff made it in and so now i'm always wondering in these ridiculous scenes like what part of that was a fun run or was it all you know what were the russian agent campaign consultants doing at this event anyways jerry went out to find a hundred people and he somehow came across them (laughs) they are the sketchiest and most confusing part of this entire thing like who really if it's not russia or chavez who are they working for (laughs) and how can they be that invested in who is on the pawnee city council like (laughs) like is there is there some sort of natural gas deposit underneath Pawnee right. that nobody knows about that they need to get the clearance on or something? Yeah. My understanding of a lot of these local elections is that the activists in the party or the party staff are often begging people to put their hat in the ring, not yes. going out, seeking them out, deciding to dump them, looking for the next person, picking sides, like, no, no. <laughs> That's not how this goes. Yeah. Though, Leslie is correct. Together we can defeat obese children. <laughs> Honestly, it probably wouldn't even be that hard when you think about it. <laughs> Dude, okay, I also find it super weird that Ben isn't at the event. Right, like he can't even come <laughs> right. to his girlfriend. Like, too toxic, too radioactive. <laughs> right. That claymation project really gotta, gotta hold you over for a good six months till this yeah. election's over. Yeah. Uh, um, go, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Pistol Pete is pretty good at walking on ice in yeah. a way that the other people <laughs> seem totally unable to do. Yeah. Andy, by the way, good pratfall. Like, yeah, he did a nice job with that. No, yeah. no, no. That's what that's called. Come on. I know it is, but I just still like doing it. <laughs> I know. But. Um, yeah. yeah. And then Detlef goes for the. Goes for the. Like, what the fuck is he thinking? <laughs> Maybe he wants to end it once and for all. Maybe this is like a kamikaze, like. <laughs> or maybe he's just really trying to impress Anne. Maybe. Um, and so they agree. They Everyone goes over to Ben's house afterwards, because apparently, I don't know. Well, they need to hire him. <laughs> right. This team has a lot of heart and zero know-how. It's true. I do like April. Don't make out. It's making champions sad. <laughs> and you're fired. Thank yeah. God. <laughs> I mean, Anne, from the beginning, at least was very adamant that she could not and should not do the job. Yeah, you know? True. She true. never, like, was like, oh, I'd love to. This will be so much fun. You know, you know who was not at the kickoff thing that probably should have been? Who? Any member of the media. 
Good point. Like, good point. Good point. Who, Where's who, Joan? How any, uh, where's Purd? How is anybody supposed to find out that Pistol right. Pete had endorsed Leslie if nobody right. invited the press? Yeah. This is something they clearly never thought of. So, it means they also got away with this event without the press covering it. <laughs> That's true. Maybe deep down they knew this is how it was going to go. Um, and then, I don't know, Pete is really into Anne, which, like, all right, I don't, I don't know what the point of that is. Like, I we get it. We're- because I'm married. No, you're not. No, she's not. <laughs> it, it just sort of, I, I don't know. Like, all right, Rashida Jones is attractive, but, like, I don't it's just kind of a... It didn't yeah. go anywhere. I I don't remember what Wait. comes next, but... She doesn't end up marrying Pistol Pete? Not oh. that I recall. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, this would have been the um, mid-season premiere of season four, and... Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it, is, it sets us up for, like, refocusing us on the campaign, I guess. Yeah. I actually like this episode. I mean, it's it's not the best, obviously, but there are several moments where I laughed out loud and actually had to stop the 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 playback in order to, to keep up with my notes. Like I, I, I love champion and yes. I adore the moment where pistol Pete lands on the ice and just crashes to the ground. Like there's, there's a good moment and the, 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 the get on your feet looping. Right. Right. The cows, like there's a lots of good stuff in here. There is. Um, but it, like this plot line gets so much better when we meet her opponent. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I'm just like I'm really anxious to get to where I know we're going that I sort of am I'm tired of wading through you know the the campaign not being front and center. Maybe that's what's making me not love these episodes. Um it makes it feel just kind of like filler. Even though I love, I love all the Ben stuff. It's some of yeah. my favorite stuff too. But um, yeah, well, without Jacob to give all of his thoughts about what it's like to be unemployed after a campaign, I, you know, <laughs> these were my nope. thoughts. Well, I, I, I feel like Jacob will have a lot to add should he ever return from France. Um, when we get to next week's episode or two weeks from now's episode when uh ben is properly running leslie's campaign that's true i'm sure it's i I, probably you guys will come up with some more campaign stuff to talk about over the course of the season i would hope so i mean we do have 11 more episodes of this season don't we something like that (laughs) man compared to how quickly we went through one two and three we are really settled into season four (laughs) Well, you know, decreasing the velocity of our episode release yes. has oh, sort of made this take a bit longer. And uh maybe at some point we'll 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 go back to a weekly schedule, but I think for now yes. this is this is working. Right. Although people would tell you that season four is sort of the apex of Parks and Rec. So So let's savor it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um well if you want to 
write to us about your thoughts on this episode. You can leave us a Facebook comment at facebook.com slash Clowns. You can tweet at us at IcetownClownPod. You can write to us at IcetownClowns at gmail.com or just go to our website, www.icetownclowns.com to find all the episodes. So, two weeks from now is like a couple days out of, after Christmas. So, I'm not sure that we're going to have an episode <laughs> in two weeks. It may be three weeks. But regardless, we will be back soon. And when we come back, we will be discussing the episode, the 12th episode of the fourth season, Campaign Ad. So go on out, watch that episode, enjoy your holiday, and we look forward to discussing it uh, and uh, getting your feedback on it soon. And while you're out there, please swing by your podcast store of choice and uh, leave us a review. And until then, thank you very much for listening. All right. Man, we have got to come up with something for when Jacob's not here. I know.